Welcome to Soul Forum. We're delighted to have you here for this series we're calling Soul Body. Each conversation in this second season takes us deeper into the experience of our own bodies, the collective body, the earth body, and even the cosmic body, as we explore the way soul finds expression in our time. We hope what you discover along the way helps you journey a little deeper into your own soul body. Thanks for being a part of this first episode in this new series called Soul Body. In the next episodes, we're trying to just help kind of all of us frame our way into how we understand a deeper relationship with our own body and how that relationship can kind of find expression in our soul's journey. So we're hoping that the insights in these initial two episodes kind of just get you started on the pathway of more fully integrating your body's experience into your sense of soul. And over the next few weeks, what we want to do is sort of explore the way in which body serves, you know, your own body, your heartbeat, uh, the blood that curses through your veins, uh, the, the, the elements that are a part of your body, the way in which your body ages, the experiences you have with body, and then even to expand to think about how we are part of a wider body, a collective human body, or maybe even a, um, a global body, or maybe even a cosmic body, and, and to really focus in on how do we tend to body and allow that interaction to maybe be the locus of where a soul manifests itself. And, and how are we listening to our own bodies and this cosmic body? And how are we interacting with it in a way that might enhance our own sense of soul, our own kind of spirit's journey? So this next um, uh, series, uh, Soul Body, uh, will be a bunch of interviews with people exploring that and conversations with you along the way. So today I want to kind of introduce uh, this new series and to kind of think about it uh, from both some of the insights I have about it and the questions I bring to uh, what it might feel like to explore this together, and also to look back at both uh, other spiritual traditions, religious traditions, and some of the mystics from the past who have hinted at the way in which uh, our own bodies are the kind of the, if you will, given the holiday season, sort of the manger out from which the sacred manifests. That, that we, in fact, are the birthing places of the sacred or the divine. And so use some of the uh, beginning to explore that way back in the you know, 1300s, 1500s to sort of see how that might guide us today as well. So let's start with one of the, um, what I think are one of the classic religious impulses that you see throughout religious traditions um, if you look back over the course of time, they all have this particular impulse, and that is that they understand that God, however they understand God, or the sacred, or the spirit, is always looking for a body, right? That something out there wants to manifest in here, right? That God is looking for a way in, if you will. 
And if you think about the, the holidays, it's all about that, right? God made manifest, or Jesus born in a manger is the bodily expression of God, God's own son, right? So you, you feel that energy in so many different religious experiences, but it oftentimes works kind of in two different ways, right? One is this idea that something from the outside, like the sacred, is trying to manifest in body, and, and that's pretty much of a Western trend, right? Um, the liturgy that the congregation I serve is using right now is based on a lot of material by an organization called Enfleshed. Right? You can hear in that word, right, this idea that, that whatever we understand God to be outside is actually trying to get into some flesh and blood. Right? It's an interesting way to think about it. Um, the Hebrew tradition has the same way, right? The Hebrew tradition has this idea that uh, in the uh, Hebrew scriptures, that God's voice, right, is heard through the mouths of the prophets, or, or God's sense of how history should unfold is manifested in a particular people, right, the Hebrew people, as they break free from slavery in Egypt and move into Holy Land. That, that this sense that uh, Yahweh, or God, is trying to manifest God's self in, in our world is so clear in so much of the Western traditions. Uh, and you can see it, too, in uh, Islam as well. So it's there. It's present. But there's another approach as well, and you see it sometimes in, um, like, Greek mythology, where the Greeks kind of used humankind and then manifested that human uh, idea to create their god. So sometimes they work the other direction, right? They would pick somebody who was... Uh, famous in their time, and they would elevate them so that they would be a god. And so sometimes it works the other way, that rather than God trying to work God's way into flesh and blood, sometimes uh, cultures take our life experience and then cast it into the context to be somehow divine. And I think indigenous cultures do that a little bit too, right? Indigenous cultures, um, and it could work both ways in indigenous cultures, but um, you know, they see in, uh, in the water, you know, the spirit of the, of the sacred. They see in the animal life that they have spirit within them, right? And so they elevate that which is um, just flesh and blood to be something more than just flesh and blood. So, so there, is this, there is this opportunity to think about not just always thinking about how does God manifest in our world, which might be one way in which you think about it, but also how are we, our own bodies, uh, an expression of the divine in and of itself, right? How, how, how does body give expression to that? And so that we don't always think that there's something out there trying to get in here. But maybe we could also think about there's something in here in your own flesh and blood, in your own body's experience of the world, and within the cosmic body that is sacred itself, trying, exploring ways to manifest in different cultures, times, and places, and even right now. So that's, that's where we want to go with this um, series, is to think about, for at least a time, uh, how can I tend to my body? and the, the greater body to both 
see and appreciate the sacredness that is sort of built into body and how it finds expression in the world. And, and, and just to allow that to be a partner with you in your own soul's journey. So that's, that's a little bit of what we want to do as we gather together over the next few weeks. I think the other thing I wanted to think about briefly is kind of one of the challenges, I think, of this Western model. We have this abstract notion of God that we project out there, and then we create that God in a way to see that God manifesting inside of our life experience. But, but there is a downside to that kind of uh, Western way of doing it, I think, and that is that who gets to project the character of that external entity is, is not always um, taking into consideration the full diverse expression or experience of life for the broad cross-section of the population, right? It tends to be, give you a perfect example, we tend to think of God in, the, in our Western construct as uh, a male, God as Father. You think about the Lord's Prayer, right? Our Father, who art in heaven, right? And so already we've started to eliminate this sense of how sacred works into just a cross-section of a gender. And so God becomes this male entity, and then that manifests in our society as, um, you know, uh, a patriarchal system that can be oppressive to half of the population. And so there is always a danger, I think, when we create this sort of external entity and expect it to impose its will upon us or give its expression through us, that the projection that we made is not always taking into consideration all the players in the game, right? And so we get justification for violence against others. We get in the Hebrew scriptures that only one particular clan manifests God's divine will on the planet, and that seems strange, right? You think about all the dangers that come with that model. Um, I, I think, too, about the way in which that model oftentimes asserts a certain expectation for purity or, or rule-following that is really a way of excluding people from this uh, village of the sacred. And, and so we've, we've allowed it to do that too. So you just have to be super careful when you think about that idea of always imagining that the sacred is something external out there that is trying to get in here because we're the ones who oftentimes um, set the rules and the and the and the construct of what that looks like. And it oftentimes mirrors, sometimes not our best interests, but it can mirror some of our um, darker edges, right? And we then manifest those darker edges justified by that expectation that it's somehow God's will or God's purpose. So that's just a, I think I always keep that in the back of my head is like, always have that, sort of checked in my mind. So the, that helps us kind of see that maybe this little exploration could be an, a way to explore a, a, the, different, the other direction, right? Could I, could I live into a pathway of the soul's journey that um, emerges
emerges or evolves out of my body's experience in this time and place. And I can really tend to paying attention to uh, the heart of what might be sacred within me. And, and not just me, but the, the wider me as I'm held in this wider context of a, of a more expansive body in which I reside. And, and so I, I want you to try to imagine that the out there that's trying to get in here could also be imagined as the in here finding its way in the world, right? In this moment in time. And that, that when you do that, it includes uh, everybody, right? So it's not exclusive. It's include everybody manifests some sense of sacred trying to uh, give expression. And, and that little switch can change the way in which you view yourself, view others, um, maybe even treat or experience your own flesh and blood with all of its uh, good parts and its challenges. Uh, just thinking like that is a, is a new way of constructing a pathway to soul. Sometimes I think about it this way. There's this classic uh, thing that always happens in wayfinding, which, you know, wayfinding is a, uh, like a technical phrase for people who do signage like in hospitals or schools, right? How do you find your way through the, the uh, structure that you're engaged in or the institution that you're engaged in? So wayfinding is a, a way of building a path through that matrix to find where you're going, right? It's called wayfinding. But it's also this beautiful metaphor. You know, how do we find way in the world? Um, and so I think about, you know, that I'm really wayfinding myself. And there's this classic technique and wayfinding that I think you could kind of apply to this whole series. And whenever you walk up to a wayfinding sign, and you can do this right here in the church that I serve, there's always a red dot. Right? There's always a red dot. And you know exactly what that red dot says. It says, you are here. Right? You always begin where you are. And then you find your way. It's not like there's somebody in the room that you're looking for already there screaming at you so you can find the way. It always begins with where you're standing right here. And there's just some sort of a magical way to take that kind of technical metaphor and make it your sort of soul's journey metaphor that you are here. You know, I am here. And out from the experience of my body in this bigger body is the sacred opportunity to explore uh, expression of all that I understand to be holy and beautiful in the world. And so, and so what does that mean if I start my wayfinding by just being right here? I can begin to pay attention maybe to the sensations of my own body as I move through an in-world. Right? How do I monitor my my feeling world, or my thought world, or my dream world as I experience life, and tend to them as if they are, in fact, um, an expression of all that is or can be sacred for me. Right? I, I honor them in a different way if it starts from within. Same with the impulses or the desires or the longings. How do I 
tether those to this soul's journey in a way that honors them and pays attention to them. Or the stirrings in my soul or the intuitions that bounce around within. All of that stuff then becomes uh, material or, or fuel or um, generative capacity for my own soul's journey. And I'm not, I'm not looking at them all of a sudden and assessing them or judging them by what I think some sort of external manifestation of the sacred should look like, right? I'm, I'm not using that kind of idea when I, when I start here, but rather I'm trying to really tend to the language of my own body's expression. Let me give you a, a couple of examples of that. I think there's been hints that this is an option for us throughout um, our own religious tradition in the, in the Christian tradition. If you think about uh, Paul's writings, sometimes Paul will use the language in his writings of we are all one body, right? Or we, are, we live within the body of the Christ. You know, and Paul is sort of exploring and, and maybe um, playing around the edges of this idea that, in fact, we live inside this great body that we've been thinking about is out there, right? We are, we are part of that body. And this whole idea of communion that you heard Joan talk about in the last series, right, is that we actually um, we feed on and within this great body. So there's, there's that energy, I think, within the Christian tradition, uh, particularly the mystical side of that. I was, I'm also, um, I loved reading uh, Meister Eckhart back in the day. And Meister Eckhart, I can't remember what year he was writing, but Meister Eckhart was an early mystic, a German mystic. And he thought about the kind of the birthing capacity of God. And he's still thinking about God out there, but you can hear in his language, he was starting to lean towards this as well. Let me just read a quick quote from Meister Eckhart. especially since I'm just picking this up around the, the holidays, I think it's an interesting way to um, kind of frame it. Meister Eckhart writes this, What help is it to me that the Father, and this is, you know, old language, so excuse that, but get through it. What help is it to me that the Father gives birth to his Son unless I too give birth to him? It is for this reason that God gives birth to his son in a perfect soul and lies in the maternity bed so that he can give birth to him again and again and again in all of his works. This idea that we are all imitations of Mary, that we ourselves become mothers of God, birthers, of the child God in human history is what Meister Eckhart was driving at. When we are so fruitful, it is a sign of our being children of God ourselves. If you have sorrow in your heart, you are not yet a mother, but rather you are still in the act of bearing a child close to the time of birth. The child is born when divine joy is born in you. And this takes determination on your part. Have concern 
that a child will not only be in the process of being born, but that it will be born in the here and now. Isn't that interesting? It's sort of this old perspective, but you can hear it in Meister Eckhart's language. This kind of invitation to think about the way your own body might manifest um, what is out there. But you might also think about the out there that you've thought about is already, you know, sort of in here. Let me give you an example about how you might want to think about that. As you know, and, and um, you know, I, I don't know if I learned it in fifth grade science class, but I'm sure they taught it to me and I was supposed to be paying attention, that, you know, your very body, my body right now, Martin's body as he sits here, right, our bodies are actually made up of all of the elements of the universe, right? The universe gifted all of these elements through the explosion of the stars and the casting of these elements that found their ways onto our earth, right? All of you, uh, 97 point something percent of you, right, is, is just a bunch of star material that has come together in this beautiful manifestation. And so I am already just standing here today literally a manifestation of the great body, of all that is, right, in, inside of my body, so that if I can feel my heartbeat, I know that it is the heartbeat of the universe itself, right? I, it, it's all here already. And this idea that I have to somehow say, well, I'm not, it's not all here, i got to somehow find it out there, I, that's can be an illusion, right? The idea that it's all here bursting out like creation bursts its way out of the Big Bang or however you understand that, right? Even if you have the idea that God created all, it's just this expression of who I am is a manifestation of the great, great body. And so how, how can I simply pause and honor that all that's going on in here is all that's going on out there, is, is all that's going on, right? You are here. I am in this uh, experience and expression of all that is. And that kind of mindset, I think, helps you to really tend in a gentle way to the rhythms and the, and the movement of your own body. Over the next few weeks, we're going to interview a bunch of people who spend time living close to the body and who I think will have a uh, little bit of wisdom to bring to all of us about what does soul body really look like or feel like or how does it manifest and help us find ways together in this conversation that we have to maybe shift from thinking about how the out there is trying to get in here and rather think about how is the in here trying to get out there and how can we kind of manage that process. And maybe even live a little bit into the pattern of the old wisdom of Meister Eckhart, right? That however you understand God or the sacred, that maybe it's trying to manifest itself in you, right? You, you could almost think of it like this, right? We oftentimes think about God as love, and then we, you know, look to God for that love. But if, if you think that all is love, Right, love is this sort of way in which we are kind of 
bound to the experience of each other and life, like one huge woven together family, you know, that we love so much that we, we just have to let, find our way to let that out of what's already inside. You know, we're created like that, whether it be through the explosion of the Big Bang or if you think about that as God's act of creation, however you construct that, we are created like that. I'll never forget, I have a good friend of mine, and um, he was, um, I think he was throwing petrochemicals onto his lawn, if I'm not mistaken. It could be a little different to this, but he was, thro- he was doing that to his lawn to try to make it greener. And all of a sudden, something hit him that he felt himself in relationship to his lawn, right? He was thinking like this. And he realized, I can't throw petrochemicals onto, my, onto you anymore. I am so sorry for doing that. And he stopped that practice, right? Because he realized how in love he was with his own lawn, right? That they were like brothers. You know, you, when you wake up, to this sort of loving moment, it changes your behaviors, right? You realize, I, I must treat my lawn differently. I must treat my own body differently. I must treat the cosmic body differently because I'm in this loving relationship with it. So there's a lot of potential, I think, that we can explore together as we move through this time. So let me, let me close today with just a, a little bit of a challenge. One is to encourage you to kind of uh, use this series as a way to um, reflect on your own relationship to body and then your own relationship to wider body and maybe even cosmic body. So I, I want you, you know, as you listen to these interviews and you think about kind of the ideas that are floating around, that we're bouncing around, just spend time you know focused in on that and see what wisdom pops up for you along the way so use your time with intentionality to to tend to body and then to kind of live into the spirit of meister eckhart who even though he constructed it from a kind of a different worldview than you or i might have he was still longing to find a way where all that we imagine the divine to be literally shows up inside our own flesh and blood. This is this is womb space for all that's sacred, right? What a beautiful expression that is. And so to close, just one more quote from uh, Meister Eckhart for today. God is a being driven to generate. God is a being driven to give birth. God is pure generation and is the life of all things. The essence of God is to give birth. That word father for Eckhart signifies this pure generation and means the same as a life of all things. So God must generate God's Son. God must birth. In fact, God is constantly in the birthing process, and you and I are that birthing place. Despite kind of the old paradigm in which that's born, 
how can you imagine your own body as an expression of all that sacred and see where it takes you. Thanks for being a part of this first episode in this new series called Soul Body. In our next episode, we borrow the insights of Don Cupid, a philosopher of religion, and I think his perspective can help us construct a fresh sense of soul that gives us permission, really, to link it to the experience of a body. I hope you'll join us. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you would take a moment to subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leaving a five-star review would be tremendous. It truly helps us a lot in regard to being discovered by others. This episode of Soul Forum has been brought to you by Storycatcher for iPhone, a fun and simple tool that helps you create shareable keepsake video stories. Be the documentarian in your circles. Find Storycatcher, spelt as all one word, on the Apple App Store. You may attend Soul Forum Live each Sunday morning at Creekside Commons in Lafayette, California. The 30-minute presentation is also live-streamed via YouTube and Facebook, where people interact via the chat. After the live stream is complete, for those gathering in person, we then enter into a non-recorded group discussion on the day's topic. We'd love for you to join us for Soul Forum.